0: Hey guys, Eric Sue here, and I just wanted to share a video that we did recently. Hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. You can add me on Instagram, at ericosu, that's E-R-I-C, O as in orange, S as in sugar, I-U. Same name for Twitter. You can also DM me there. Let me know what you think, and hope you enjoy. Today we're gonna talk about if rebranding is actually worth it, and I'm gonna share some stories with you guys as well. you know, we're adding more and more kind of features to the lives, the daily lives. So if you're not, you're not subscribed to YouTube, check out uh, the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Growth Everywhere YouTube channel. So on the topic of rebranding, so I was actually um, thinking about this the other day and I actually ended up reading a thread on rebranding. And so the thing around rebranding is this. If you think about Nintendo, so Nintendo over here, Nintendo's a really good example of they didn't rebrand per se but um they they shifted what they're doing because they used to actually sell nintendo used to be a uh, good morning went off nintendo used to be they used to sell playing cards and then they transitioned into games and decided to go all in on games right and if you think about let's see who else do we have as an example over here if we think about um if we think about the the so not, not only just re- when, when I think about rebranding, I think about shifting the business model too, right? So if you think about Amazon, how they continue to shift, you, you know, in, in the very beginning, they were, they sold books online. That's all they did. And eventually they become full fledged e-commerce and then they sell, started selling Amazon web services and now they have Amazon stores too. They, now they bought whole foods that they, they own a bunch of, they actually own like an SEO tool too, called Alexa. And then they have products too called Alexa. So that's kind of, you know, starting with one thing first and then shifting into other areas where you don't think of amazon as just a bookstore anymore but actually like something that is kind of all-encompassing right and the same thing with youtube as well so when you think about uh not youtube but when you you think about um let's think about virgin okay so virgin they started with you know virgin was a was their records initially right and then richard branson decided he wanted to make aircraft too and he got really competitive in terms of aircraft too hello mike uh and thanks, thanks for joining us. So Virgin started as record as a record company first, and then Richard Richard Branson's also had a, over four hundred companies, right? He started so many different companies, and you know the ones that really took off our aircraft, the record company, and he's got a whole bunch of other stuff: uh, cell phones, uh, music stores, primary care, just a lot of different things that he decided to to venture into. So you know the the key thing too is. When you when you start something, if you want to take it further, don't feel afraid to do it. It's just you have to have some kind of feel some kind of stable ground first with your first business and then start expanding into other areas. So when I look at single grain, the cool thing about single grain right here, you got got this little grain over here. Right. So the cool thing about single grain is, yes, you know, when I took the company over about five years ago, digital marketing agency right initially we're an fco company and i switched it to focus more around kind of paid media and then you know now we have more more services included on the agency side of things but in addition to that single Rain is a media company too i think of it that way because if you look at our blog you look at the podcast you look at the the content that we're putting out the speaking that we're doing we are a also like a publication too. And that opens up the doors where we're not, we don't just need to rely on agency revenue, right? Cause agency revenue is tough. You know, people, clients come and go, they decide they want to take things in house. It's its sometimes it's tough to kind of balance that. Sometimes it's feast or famine. So the other side of things too is, you know, that's allowed me to parlay that business into, you know, a software company too. So click flow, uh, but this, this is all around marketing. And when I think about, um, Manav, I will answer that question in a second. So Manav's question was, why Sujin sold single grain for $2? I will answer that question absolutely. So ClickFlow, Okay, that came from if, without single grain, there would be no click flow. Without single grain, there would be, there would probably be no marketing school podcast. There would probably be no education, uh, corporate and individual training that Neil and I are doing right now for for marketing school. And all these little things, they just, you continue to, you take one, 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 one seed and then you sprout it, right? I, I keep talking about this omni channel, this content sprouting approach, but you can also do that with, business too. You can do business sprouting. So you have one seed business and you can sprout it into multiple, uh, multiple businesses, and then you can pollinate it. You can promote it through speaking, through writing books, through, uh, through, you know, typical marketing channels, which is what I'm doing. So if you keep using that model over and over, it works really well. And by the way, that's the model we use to acquire clients for, you know, the agency single grain, by the way, if you want to learn about that go to single grain.com live, you can apply for a call, learn about the program. We'll see if it's a fit for you. So going back to this, right, going back to single, it's like my ultimate goal you see this gaming thing over gaming theme over here is to you know sprout that into you know the the book right talking about how people can really a, develop great habits, and then B, play the great game of business, and then they, they can decide what they want to do. Or they don't need to play the game of business. They can start you know start by building habits, too, and they can decide whether they want to learn marketing or not, which is the path I took, right? That's the journey I took. And then decide if they want to go down the business route. But not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, um, and that's why most people aren't, because not, not everybody wants to do it, and not everybody wants to take that kind of risk, right? It's a lot of risk. So you know, going back, going back, you know, we have, we used Amazon, we used, um, we used Virgin as well. You think about Apple too. They started as computers and now, you know, they're, they do mobile phones. And if you look at, um, if you look at, let's think about, if I think about, okay, we're talking about kind of about, about business models too, but the, the rebranding thing, single grain, you know, what we had before we did rebrand. And now this logo over here, it looks actually more like a grain before it looked like uh, it looked like a leaf right and so is rebranding actually worth it i would say so because now we can say it's a seed and allows it to allows us to kind of sprout it and then pollinate it using you know continuing on the the whole sprouting technique the content sprouting technique and the uh business sprouting technique so for us i mean it it makes a lot of sense too and also it would make sense because we rebranded because i took over the company that's why things have changed um things have changed quite a bit and so guys keep asking your questions in terms of rebranding give me some examples as well um manal's question on on why Sujin sold single grain for two dollars i'll answer that after i take a sip all right now the sip is complete so look single grain was sold for two dollars because that was the front end of the deal, right? So I paid one dollar for Neil Neil's shares, one dollar for his partner Heaton's shares, and then the the rest was paid through uh, the the profits of the company, right? So it wasn't like it was two dollars like up front, like out of pocket but yes, we did have to pay through profits of the company. So it wasn't like, yeah, I, I you know, he sold it for $2 uh, completely, but I still got it for a really good price, looking at where the company is at today. And so, you know, for, for a, one lesson you can have here is at any time in point, there are people around the world that are sick and tired of their business. Maybe they've had some big life event happening. Maybe they're moving, maybe someone passed away. They don't want to deal with it anymore. Maybe they inherited the business. Um, there's really good ways to get good deals on businesses. and. In this scenario, Sujin didn't want to do it anymore. Um, there was, because the business model was being hit by a big uh, algorithm shift in Google because we were just an SEO company and what we did no longer works. So you, this is why I'm, if you think about it, why I'm parlaying so much with single grain, why I'm, I'm betting so much on other areas, because I don't want to rely on just one company where if one thing, if Google decides to shift something, the whole business starts to crumble, right? And so that now it's like, okay, now there's somewhat of a brand, right? There's, you know, the, the blog gets a good amount of traffic, the podcast get a good amount of traffic, the YouTube channel's growing too, where, you know, if single grain completely failed, I would still have these other things and I would know how to parlay them into other areas, right? And which is why I'm doing the software too, which is why I'm doing the other areas, which it puts a lot of pressure on single grain as a company, um, you know, because it's not like we raised any money at all. We're, we're bootstrapping, we're growing off of our, our customers' revenues and we're, we're being very aggressive about the growth because I'm paranoid so as the CEO of the company, you got to be the most paranoid person, but you also, also got to be the most optimistic person, right? So because of that paranoia, because of seeing what happened in the past, that's why I'm betting in different areas. And that's why there's going to be, you know, we're, we're we're kind of, you know, seeding all these other areas quickly. That way, um, you know, we're able to, you know, have more breathing room, right? Like right now, it seems like a lot of pressure, but if you can get through this area, whoever sticks through it, uh, you're going to see, you know, a lot of good results at the end of the day. And so... Manav says you don't get a domain name at that cost. That's actually true, Manav. It's a really good deal because um, the domain at the time it was it was starting to grow, right? Even though uh, Single Grain was only getting about four thousand visits a month, but because it was a, a little established already, the site had been around for a while. We just kept publishing more and more content, and then the site started to grow faster and faster, and that, that's why it where it's at today. Um, Manav, I will answer your next question in a second, but I want to go back to rebranding. So. Let's look at Netflix. Netflix is an example of, um, you know, they started, they were known as this company that will ship you DVDs to watch movies. But when you think about it, moving into streaming, they had to go from basically like a fulfillment company to changing into this machine that, this machine that basically did online streaming. But that's a technology company. That's a totally different play. And so when you think of your incumbent, your, your, your entrenched in this one business model that's working you have to make a, a, a tough decision on crap. You know, where we're going in the future means a lot of the people at the company right now are no longer going to be a fit. And that's a really tough conversation to have. That's a really tough transition to to go through. But Netflix, you know, navigated that tr- transition successfully. And now their brand is now known as, you know, the streaming brand. It's not just so much they're, they're shipping DVDs. So think of it that way. And I'm just looking at some couple of other examples over here. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's use CVS too. So CVS used to sell tobacco products, but they're called CVS Health. So that didn't align with their brand, right? So they had to change like some text in their brand too to. Align it more with, hey, what they did say was the sale of tobacco products is inconsistent with our purpose, helping people on their path to health. So from a branding perspective, yes, there's logo, but there's also what it says and also like what your business model is like that. That's how I think about rebranding, too. Um, uh, we'll, We'll use other examples, too. We'll use Moz. So Moz used to be called SEO Moz and they decided to shift into Moz because they decided they didn't want to just focus on SEO they wanted to go into social too now a couple of years after that they kind of backtracked from it and they realized you know they they got rid of their social assets um you know the assets that they bought they bought some social tools and they decided you know what we're going to go back and focus on SEO but they, they didn't rebrand again they didn't they they didn't rebrand it back into SEO Moz they went from SEO Moz to Moz all they decided to do was to reshift the business model into what they were good at right so there's a couple different ways to skin a cat here when it comes to rebranding. Um, but let's also think of this. If you think about Time Warner Cable, cable companies are notorious. Most people hate cable companies because they care more about making a profit instead of serving the customer. That's why they only serve deals to new customers. They don't serve deals to current customers and the service is really bad. So what they decided to do was they changed the name Time Warner into Spectrum. So when they when you change the name into Spectrum, all the negative, you know, publicity, all the negative comments, kind of, you know, they kind of shed away. You know, some people might say, "Oh, you know, they used to be known as Time Warner," but that kind of goes away, and they have this new brand. They get a chance. There's a fresh slate. They get to start. Uh, they get to start fresh. So, when you think about it, is rebranding actually worth it? I would say, yeah, rebranding is worth it because it. You know, for single grain we're not just an agency anymore we're, we're transitioning into, into publishing company into education which is my long-term goal and um you know software too and if you had to ask me like by the time like you know by the time i pass away what would i want to be known for it's 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 being a good teacher like that's it being a good teacher whether it's having you know these companies around education education is the fundamental thing that you know gets us clients it also you know, educates our clients too. And we also educate ourselves constantly and I'm constantly educating myself. So it's like, that's the constant, it's just education. And like, I've, I've been on this quest ever since, you know, I I graduated from college, just constant education, you know, probably a little bit from, you know, paranoia. I I just don't want to fall behind. And, um, so that's what it is. And so, you know, going down here, um, let's see, let's go with Let's go with what Manav said. So Manav said, what are some of the, cause this aligns with what I just said. Um, what were some of the learning strategies in your early career to learn marketing? Oh, this one's easy. All I did was I would go to, um, I would go to Quicksprout, which is Neil's blog. He actually is not part of that site anymore, but quicksprout.com. And I would read it a lot and I would ask the the author of the sites, a lot of questions or the author of the article, a lot of questions. I would, um, and then, you know, people like Neil would respond and I would just keep emailing these people, get on calls with people, and eventually I would get better and better at marketing. And also, Manav, I I told you this a couple of times already, but it's just working for free for people initially. A lot of people don't have the patience to work for free for people. Even in today's day and age, when we interview interns, um, the people that aren't willing to work for free, like, it's hard, yes, it's hard to recruit people when you're trying to get them to work for free, but I worked for free and I, I did it for a couple months and, you know, I learned so much. I got so much training and that was worth it to me. And that, that was, you know, that, I mean, that was the best internship I've ever done. And so if you're able to do that, if you're able to work for a company that's cool, you think they're up and coming, you work for free initially, uh, there are going to be situations where you are going to be able to, able to win. And I think that's the way I learned the fastest by working for people, actually executing and also, after I did that, I was able to find a job quickly. I went from getting paid, you know, thirty-two thousand dollars a year to, you know, jumping to uh, forty-four thousand, and then uh, jumping to I think fifty or fifty-five thousand, and then realizing that job wasn't for me, and then coming back down to forty-five thousand, jumping up to like seventy-five thousand, so all over the place. I literally changed jobs. So this is American money, right? But obviously, in your country, your mileage may vary. Um, so just you know, figure out what the cost of living is in your country. And, you know, eventually that, that, that became 75 and then it became 90. And then it became like a hundred and it, it started going up faster and faster. Right? So the key lesson here is I, I say this a lot is don't chase the money, chase the opportunity. If you don't look, if you don't look, I didn't make money. In my internship initially, I actually took a lower pay cause I didn't like a certain job and I thought I, I was going to be stuck there and jump around quickly focus on yourself. Right. And you might think like in the past, like my, my parents were always like, oh, you should stay at a job for four years or so. It's a lot of, you know, traditional thinking and it's, you know, at the end of the day, they care for you and, you know, you got to understand that, but, um, you got to look out for yourself and you got to think you got to do what's right for you. Uh, so coming down here, I think there's another company. So if you think about a lot of publishing companies, if you think about like the New York times, you think about the Atlantic, you think about uh, business insider. A lot of them have moved to this publisher model where they're actually making a good amount of money. Now. I think New York times, um, did over a hundred million or, or whatever in, in revenue. Um, in the last 12 months or so, and you have the Atlantic, a lot of these have switched into a a subscription model. And that's something we might try with, like we might do some premium content and maybe charge, you know, uh, because we're teaching marketing, we're teaching people how to make more money. Maybe it'll be, you know, $49 a month. Maybe it'll be more than that, who knows, right? If you guys are actually interested in that type, type publisher into the comments and then uh, i just want to get a good sense of who would actually be interested in if we actually had premium marketing content premium kind of business case studies if we actually you know did that in addition to our free content would you be interested in that uh because again like we're doing this education thing we're trying to figure out different ways to um different ways to monetize and by the way like if you think about the old publishers the way they were monetizing in the past was was advertising, but advertising keeps getting scrunched up more and more. It's getting tougher and tougher. So you gotta think about how you can take care of yourself, right? It's, it's again, we're going back to the business model. Rebranding is not just the logo itself, but like how are you gonna do your business model? How are you gonna shift your messaging? Uh, so there's just so many different ways that you can play with this. Um, okay, here, here's another interesting one. I'm just reading off my notes over here. So Listerine was first developed to be used to clean wounds to soothe insect bites and to treat fungal infections such as athlete's foot and dandruff. Then in 1921, Listerine was advertised for halitosis, which is bad breath, which is what Listerine is is popular for now. So they were known for this and now they shifted over to this bad breath thing, right? Same thing, actually, you know what, Viagra. Viagra used to be for another use and then someone found out that it would be good for, well, uh, men, right? You know, search Viagra if you don't know what it is. Uh, I don't think I need to explain what it is. Manav says uh, things are not right or wrong. Situations are. So when should you think about rebranding, and when when is it, it a, a terrible idea? So it just depends, Manav. I, I think the, there's no good answer here. I think if you're Time Warner and you have really bad press, you might think about rebranding into Spectrum. You might literally change the name. And if you think your business model is, it might be in trouble in the future, which is like Netflix. You know, they have to shift it shifted over into streaming. Look, look what happened to Blockbuster. It got left in the dust. And so, and by the way, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix. They didn't do it. They, same thing with Yahoo, too. You think about Yahoo. They didn't buy Google. They had two chances to buy Google. They didn't buy Google. They had a chance to completely shut down Google. They didn't do it. They had, They actually had the patent on you know doing auctions for, for search ads, right? And they let them, they just slap on the wrist, you know, find them $100 million or whatever. Uh, that's it. But they could have totally shut Google down. They didn't do it, and then Google took over. Um, Manov says, "I, Manav, I think." Uh if you email Eileen and I and just let us know kind of how you're doing right now. I think we we have, um, by the way, guys, Manav offered to work for free. If anybody wants to, wants to work for free to help us out, with, especially with the, a lot of the projects that we have going on, feel free to email me, eric, E-R-I-C, at singlegrain.com. Um, Manav, I actually think we have you working on something right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mike says, how do you choose a great brand name? So you know what? I mean... If you think about ClickFlow, OK, ClickFlow, our software, that took a long time for us to come up with. But what we did in terms of coming up with a good brand name was we, my, my co-founder and I were like, what do we both care about? We care about having freedom in our life, right? So we, and we also care about kind of peacefulness, too. So we want things to flow. And also, what does ClickFlow do? It helps you drive more clicks, right? More traffic. But we want this kind of, you know, zen, uh, this Zen kind of persona to come through we want things to just flow in life We want to just work on cool things. We want to you know have freedom in our life So click flow and you know what we did was we went we used clarity.fm and we, we talked to some naming experts some branding experts and We talked to two people one person tried to put us in their funnel to try to upsell us, which is fine It just you know, we weren't looking for that at the time another person actually gave us a couple helpful questions and then my, my, my co-founder and I brainstormed. we came up with the name click flow and so um Manav, uh, go ahead and email both myself and Eileen again, and uh, we'll see how things are going. Um, Rosaline says, this is good, or Rosaline, this is good because I 2nd I guess the business names I choose. Yeah, so uh, yeah, look, if your business name sucks in the beginning, like let's say Time Warner sucks, you can always change it later. That's no problem at all. Um, as a matter of fact, ClickFlow, the, the, the official business name, is actually Growpin, and because because we we're we we're looking at a tool that we're using called UX pin like yeah you know it's a tool that helps you grow and it, you know it's uh, let's just copy pin What we didn't think about was that the name Gropin sounds like literally Gropin, like it's like a sexual harassment kind of thing, right? So then we realized that and we're like, you know, we're going to have to rebrand it and we change it to ClickFlow and then uh, we're able to actually get the domain later. And I'll I'll save that conversation for another time. By the way, guys, if you guys want to learn how to build your consultancy, get more clients for your business, go to singlegrain.com slash live. You can always talk to my team, see if the program is the right fit for you, Uh, apply for a call. It's it's two surveys you got to fill out and uh, we'll see if it's the right fit. So, um, guys, like there's so many different ways I can continue to give examples. Maybe I'll give more examples next time, but I just want to leave you with this. You know, it's re- rebranding worth it. I would argue, yes, it is worth it. And, uh, that's all for today. I hope you have a good rest of your evening, or I hope you guys have a really great start to your Monday. Uh, I'm going to get started with my Monday right now with, uh, my first meeting and, uh, without further, uh, it's not without further ado. It's uh, that's it. And goodbye. <music>